Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
now it's time to turn it up. Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up. We all up in your area like landscape. Definitely bringing you the power slam and pancakes. It's the mandate that you tune in. It's time to move out so we can move in. And recognize that this is no illusion. I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion. It all started off in the book of Genesis. When Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis. And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him. He touched his hip but he really couldn't have devoured him. And from that point then we hear a name change. Rearrange the game so now we gotta change uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. You are now listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. And here we are live, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 388. This is the Pancakes and Power Slam show. We are live and in living color, getting funky like a monkey, if you will, baby. <clears throat> so, I got the sniffles uh, today. I've had the sniffles for the past few days. The, here's the crazy thing, is that uh, my, the air has just been really weird here in Ohio. And we've had air on, air off, air on, air off, air off, fan on, fan off. And so... It's really confusing my body. And so usually it starts with a sore throat. It's just a weird way how this goes. starts with a sore throat, and then as soon as my sore throat comes in, I know it. Every single time I know it. It's like that's usually the start of me getting sick again. So as soon as the sore throat goes, it gets real sore for a day or two. And then that goes away, and then my body starts to fight off the sickness, and I get, like, weak and sniffy. I'm not weak right now, thank God, um, and uh, I'm, I'm not feeling bad. I'm just feeling sniffy and a little stuffy. So, <clears throat> throat is mildly sore, but manageable. Um, but, of course, the show must go on, and this is live on the Crave Wrestling YouTube page. This is 388 episodes of the Pancakes and Power Slams show. Just like every week, the PNP Nation, we're going to get live and live in color. We're going to get funga like a monkey, if you will. We're going to have a lot of fun tonight. Uh, pretty much the reins are off, guys. I mean, this is my page. So <laughs> I can do whatever the heck I want on my page. So, uh, might as well enjoy it. Like I said, I, I got a 
really awesome, amazing platform coming up. Um, until then, man, let's just have some fun and and get down and dirty on the Pancakes and Power Slam show. I see the PNP Nation loading up. Uh, it's time to have some fun, guys. It really, it really is time to have some fun. What's it? Yeah, freedom, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Amen to that, sir. Lexi's in the building. Mo is in the building. Mike's in the building. Ryan's in the building. I'm ready to have a lot of fun tonight. So, uh, strap in, guys. Strap in, strap on. We got some all out to talk about. I watched all out. I watched Takeover Cardiff. Um, so we got a lot to talk about tonight. So uh, this interview is going to be actually lengthy, but I think you guys will really, really like this uh, because we're going to have a lot to talk about um, uh, with the Sean Stasiak interview. So I talked to Sean, Sean yesterday, and uh, he'll explain to you uh, how, to, how it came about. So I'm writing a piece uh, for <clears throat> the site that I write for. And um, I have not seen Royal Quest yet, Ryan. And I have, and I have uh, New Japan World too. <laughs> I have, uh, I'm subscribed to New Japan World, but I haven't seen uh, Royal Quest yet. My my week, my weekend has been so busy <clears throat> doing dissertation stuff and getting all that together. Had a lot of stuff to do uh, work wise. Like I said, I'm a mental health specialist by day. I had some weekend work to do, um, had a busy Labor Day. So I literally was watching uh, uh, all – I was watching most of both All Out and uh, Cardiff while I was driving. So I've been, I was so busy that I have um, – the subscription that I have, I'm able to watch it on my phone as I'm, as I'm driving. So basically what I do is I have a truck, <clears throat> so I put it on my vent. And as I'm driving, it's playing like I, I I put it horizontal, so it's playing like a mini TV in the middle of my truck. So I'm like driving, and when I when it's red light, I'm I'm into it and looking down uh, eventually, you know, looking down, backing up and backing down and stuff like that. So I'm able to watch it while I'm driving, um, not like glued into it because I'm driving. Safety's first, but uh, I'm able to. And and I and I hook it and I hook it up to my Bluetooth on my truck, so it's so the sounds able to play across my truck uh, as I'm driving. So I'm looking at it on my phone like a mini TV, and then it's hooked up to the sound of my uh, on my truck. So, uh, <laughs> GHP, what's going on? Oh yeah, I made you an admin here too, didn't I? <laughs> DHP is the admin. Um <laughs> so <clears throat> but yeah man, uh it, it's really good to have the PMP Nation. You, you guys are awesome first of all. Um and uh yeah man, it's uh we're going to have some fun tonight. So I really think you guys will like the uh Stasiak, but I'm glad you remind me Ryan about uh about uh, uh Royal Crest. <clears throat> I'm going to check it out. Uh, I did hear some some things about it. <clears throat> I did see some. I didn't want to get spoiled about it. I did see some things with Okada and things like that. So, um, <clears throat> but I didn't want to get spoiled by it. I didn't want to get spoiled 
by anything, but I ended up getting spoiled <clears throat> because I saw a picture of Cesaro and Cardiff. Um, and I ended up seeing some AEW stuff too. <clears throat> so I did get spoiled by both of those. But we'll talk about how both of those are. Then we'll talk about the Bailey uh, heel turn, uh, of course. Uh, and then the flight of the week, we're going to talk about uh, the King of the Ring pay per views. So 1993, King of the Ring started to become a pay-per-view. Um, I don't want to talk AEW yet, but Chris really did get his title stole. Yes, and he cut a promo, too. He cut a promo on Instagram uh, about it. So we'll talk about uh, Jericho. When we talk about AEW, we'll talk about Jericho's uh, crazy. What happened with with that, too? Um, So, yeah, as you see on uh, on the logo there, on the show logo, uh, I talked to Stasiak and he gave and he weighed in on which promotion is better, WWE to AEW. Um, now he didn't really give a conclusive answer, but he gave some really good in, insight and he actually started asking me questions too. So he kind of interviewed me too, and so we really went back and forth and have a had a really really good conversation and I really really enjoyed it. So. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna uh, I'm gonna play uh, Sean Stasiak, and then uh, after that, we'll jump in and have a lot of fun and uh, talk about all the all the fun stuff um, that we're going to uh, we're going to do. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back on the other side, and of course, um, ask Chris questions. Um, you know. Get your Ask Chris questions ready and together. Um, again, man, listen. Just like Mike said, this is this is the Freedom Show, man. <laughs> this is really the Freedom Show. This is my channel, and I get to play by my rules. Um, again, I appreciate the platform uh, that I was on for the past, you know, year and a half. But um, um, you know what? As a matter of fact, you know what? I might just do because I got pinged by um I got pinged by WWE for playing um uh for airing uh when I when I was doing when we were doing the watch parties. I got pinged by WWE because there was like a snippet of USWA and the GWF stuff. I got pinged for like the snippet of USWA stuff. So if I can find a like legit King of the Ring, um, hard to be happy when they never promoted you. Uh yes. <clears throat> Freedom but still rated oh you already know. You already know GSP. My life is rated G, man. G for God. Um and I get to and I get to be uh free with that too. Um you love stays at his meat, Ryan said. <laughs> so as uh, as we look listen to the uh, as we listen to the interview, I'm going to be looking uh, up some King of the Ring videos, um, and maybe we can do a watch party for like uh, one of them. So I'll, I'll be looking at that and see if we can see if we can do that. So, um, yes, Mo, absolutely, absolutely. You know it. You you know it, my brother. All right, so here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do this. We'll be back on the other side. All 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Chris Featherstone, Pancakes and Power Slam Show. So I am doing actually a project, a fun project, and I want to talk to ex-WWE wrestlers. Um, and here's my thing. On the heels of AEW All Out, um, you know, there's a, an interesting show. It got it got uh, positive reviews for the most part from what I've seen. There was uh, a lot to there was a lot to poke at as well. I, of course, I'll share my take on the Pancakes and Power Slam show, but I wanted to talk to ex WWE stars about their take on whether they prefer still WWE over AEW. Now, of course, AEW is just um, is not even a year old yet. It, it officially officially launched in January of this year. And there's still a lot of questions to be answered with AEW. Yes, they got a big TNT deal. Yes, they are killing it with with uh, the the, uh, the the craze and the popularity, the buzz. Uh, but at the same time, there's still a lot of questions to be answered. Very very young pr- uh, product, uh, in its infancy, fresh in its infancy. But you know, at the same time, still doing a, a, a very buzzworthy, a very good job. Keeping it, creating and keeping the buzz, but at the same time, there are certain people that are just WWE lifers. That, regardless of the good competition, which AEW is good competition, is good that that, that buzz is coming back. This person uh, has been with WCW and WWE, so he understands the buzz of a product that kind of fizzles out, and it gets to the point where. It's no longer. Now, it's interesting that I actually was watching on the WWE Network again uh, right before we were talking. Right before we were talking, I was watching the kind of fall of WCW, the last days of WCW, and how Eric Bischoff had the deal running and then it abruptly stopped. And this person was a key character in the last days of WCW and also in WWE. So without further ado, he's back on the show. Uh, he's starting to become one of my favorite uh, guests. Uh, but it's a different spin to to it this time. This is Sean Stasiak. How you doing, sir? Great, man. Um, hey, appreciate you having me on. You know, we should probably just tell the listener how this all came about. You had asked me a question via a private message Facebook, yep. and I looked at it. I've been busy, pulled different directions the last few days. Of course, I'm always pulling different directions. But anyway, my point is I'm going to get back to you, and then you text again, thoughts. I was like, you know what, I just thought I'd call you. Yep. Because to answer the question you asked me, I feel like, okay, yeah, am I qualified to answer that question? Would you value what, what my insight would be? I, would, I, I could imagine why. But at the same time, I've been away from the business for so long that I, I just thought, you know, it might be a complex answer. So I, want, I thought it would be better just to record it. Let me kind of express my, my thoughts, and you can kind of take away what you need for your project. Absolutely. Yep, uh, that is the backstory. So... Without further ado, I mean, Sean, what are what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, you uh, like I said, you were instrumental part in both WCW, the 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 kind of last days of WCW, uh, and uh, just in WWE for a time being. What are your thoughts overall on W on AEW, kind of creating that infancy, the buzz, and yeah. WWE AEW. Which one do you prefer? Yeah, you know, okay, so here's the deal with me. Uh, I think that any time there's annuity 
okay, a change of pace, I think it creates that excitement, man. And I think, especially in professional wrestling, because since the, the, the Monday Night Wars dissipated and we haven't, we how many times you hear these shows talking about the, the Monday Night Wars? I mean, that was such a, such a, um, God, just such an exclusive um, rarity time. I mean, who would have thought it would have had the history that it does now? Yep. Meaning how much we reflect on that, right? And, of course, you had, you know, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, because, again, you know, I've taken a different path in my life and uh, as, a, as a chiropractor and, and developing into, um, you know, taking my uh, speaking career to a, a whole different level now. So I try to watch the product because it's just in me, you know, even though <laughs> it's funny, uh, I got a lot of stuff to do, but I just find myself still, it's just my habit, man. You know, as a little kid, I just, I'm just in a habit of watching it when I can. So I record WWE and I, I try to just kind of get through the show. It's, it's in fact tonight we got what's it's Monday Night Raw tonight, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a three-hour show. It's a long show. Yep. Point being, um, from what I've seen with AEW, um, I think this was a, an excitement because it's new, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that people deep down are, are the competition is great. It, it's good for business. I think though that it's going to be a, a completely different product. And that's what I see so far. Not completely different, but in a lot of ways, a lot of different elements. And people keep saying, you know, we compete with WWE. I, I don't think right now it's at a point where it's going to compete with WWE. Now, I guess it would compete to the demographics, the fans, because they have so much money to spend each month on something. What are they going to spend their money on mm -hmm. for those types of folks, right? Yep. So I guess it is competition when you look at it that way. Um but as far as the show, I mean, from what I've seen, it, it's I like the variety and I like the diversity that I see. There's some things that I don't quite – I'm trying to just suspend my – you know, I'm a different generation, a different era. So when I grew up watching wrestling, Chris, you know, I'm still not – I don't think everyone needs to look like a bodybuilder because that would be boring if you had all the same body types. Yeah. But when you have giants – to midgets, to everyone else in between, fit dudes, and, and you know, you got to have different looks and feels. It's like going to a movie. Who wants to see this a bunch of different characters all looking the same? you got to have different shapes and sizes. It makes it interesting, right? It creates characters and themes and whatnot. So I get that with AEW, but I'm still an old-school guy. I can't believe I'm saying this, and I, the last person I ever wanted to be or, or sound like is, well, back in my day, kid, you know, it was, you know, I'm not that guy. So I'm trying to evolve with the times. I'm trying to understand we're in a new generation, new era of wrestling. Mm -hmm. But I still have a very difficult time. I just think a professional wrestler needs to look like a professional athlete. I'm not saying you have to have a six-pack abs, but I just feel like the the what I'm seeing here is is just not as prevalent as it once in my time that I grew. I grew up, you know, inspired by guys like the Ultimate Warrior, mm -hmm. you know, Ravishing Rick Rude, even Hulk Hogan, and um, you know, um, just the list goes on and on uh, of some of the better. Even Roddy Piper, even Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, these guys were even a little bit smaller scale, but they just had this look and feel about them that was like, damn, they still look like they compete with the Giants, right? And I just don't get that with wrestling today. But then again, I say to myself, you know, that's maybe just my my age, my era, my generation, and I need to, and I just, I'm not looking it through the eyes of the majority of the demographic today. Yeah. So when you ask me the question. AEW versus WWE, 
I just see it's a different product, and it's hard to compare. It's like comparing apples to oranges as opposed to apples to apples. Mm. It's I think it's great because it's new. It gives uh, the, the the wrestling fan variety. It gives them an option to watch something different of a different style, different takes and feels. Um, I watch WWE because, and I don't want I won't make this segment into me. You know, uh, get, I'm, I'm going to be. Pro- producing some some content soon that's going to be very expressive and in, in, in you know part of my speaking um, uh, realm but as much as I've been very um, I'll just put it this way I've been very disappointed and, and I've been very hurt man I've been I've been very hurt by that company in a lot of ways and I'll get into that another, another time um, just a feeling of loyalty and and just I felt very loyal to that company um, for DNA reasons, just because my father and, and, and the uh, platform is set for me to follow and can, even watching, after he retired, watching that particular product. I felt very devoted and loyal to that company, WWE. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I never received, I would say it's probably safe to say, without sounding like a, a whiny little bit. Uh, sorry, I forgot. I caught myself there. Nice. Uh, Chris, <laughs> see? Hey, you gotta give you got to give me some props there, brother, because I about slipped there. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, it was good. It was good. I caught myself. But but the point is, man, um, I've been hurt by the company, but at the same time, I still watch the damn thing. And it's because, I don't know, it's just in me. So when I watch it, I'm pulling for these new – I want Drew McIntyre to yeah. make it. I want you know, Seth Rollins. I'm like, I'm starting to get into these guys, man. Like, I, I think the Fiend thing's freaking awesome. I was – I couldn't believe when I watched his entrance um, – at one of the pay-per-views about a month ago, and I watched that damn thing 20 times. I was playing the damn theme song in my workout. I loved <laughs> oh, it. Really? Wow. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it inspired me, man, because I got my own, you know, kind of spooky, creepy character, yeah. my alter ego, phobia. But the point is, um, I'm, I'm trying to suspend. I, I think with pro wrestling, and, and I, you ask yourself, it, it, to me, it's, it could be the silliest, goofiest, juvenile content ever, right? Mm-hmm. Think about it. A bunch of grown men, uh, you know, half-naked pretend fighting with other men and women, right? Yeah. It, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But then when you think about the art of pro wrestling and you think of, uh, you know, telling a story and, and suspending your, your, your disbelief and it's like paying your, your, your $12 and getting your popcorn and your soda to go watch a movie, you, you want to live vicariously through these characters. And so it's part of our, our, our pop culture and and I think that's the connection. Even myself, at 49 years young, you know, I, I want to feel like I did when Rick Rude walked to the curtain. I believe Rick Rude could steal yeah. my girlfriend and kick my butt. Mm-hmm. I want to believe in in Roddy Piper, and and I want to believe in some of these guys today. So I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, reclaim what I grew up on and 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 the and the inspiration and, and passion that it created for me, right? Um, and, and and so I'm pulling for these guys at WWE. So I watch the show. It's hard to get through sometimes. Um, but uh, And I watch AEW. I've watched a couple um, uh, pay-per-views, like a couple. I thought the Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes thing was awesome. Of course, I can appreciate that with family lineage and uh, that whole legacy thing. That was freaking awesome. And I love, man, I love the emotion. The, my, my, my favorite part of pro wrestling is just uh, the real-life parallels that are drawn into the storyline and mm-hmm. god you know if i was in that ringer building i mean i teared up was watching it you know on tv but i just felt um I, I really felt that you know so um it's hard for me to answer your question what do i prefer AEW or wwe i know to, <laughs> to answer that question i went into a long spiel there but that's why i said you need to record the damn thing and let's just talk um 
I, I, I'm pulling for them. I hope they, they succeed because competition creates uh, good business and it gives the, the wrestling fan an, an opportunity to, to have some variety. Yeah. And I think it's good for the boys. I think it's good for the talent, man. It gives them some options, you know, to, to make a living. So that's where I'm at, brother. That's, where I, that's what I think of the, you know, the comparison of the two. Yep, I think it's a really good assessment, and I think that uh, uh, especially the last thing that you said, it really hits uh, from a positive standpoint because there was a time, um, I mean, even when you were in the WWE, there was a time where indie wrestling was not at a boom period whatsoever. So WWE was really all you got as far as just making a substantial living. Now, it's a whole different ballgame now, and, and because of that, WWE is much less uh, um, uh, apt to just let people go. I mean, there's been there's been plenty of reports over the past year uh, year uh, that you know WWE's you know holding contracts, freezing contracts, uh, actually negotiating with people because the leverage isn't necessarily on the company anymore. The leverage is on the wrestlers. And beforehand, the leverage was on the company because it's like WWE or bust. You know, you can't really make a living anywhere outside of WWE. Now you can make a living plenty of places, not even AEW. You ROH, yeah. New Japan, yeah. Impact Wrestling. You can make a living being a pro wrestler nowadays. And the leverage is now back on the wrestlers rather than the company. So that, you know, as far as which one's better, I have my take. I'll share on the show. But I think overall, just an overarching kind of uh, uh, project, you know, just kind of like a uh, 10,000-foot view of the landscape in general, I think the positive is that the the leverage is back on the wrestlers. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I had heard that the indies were hotter than ever now, and of course you have Impact Wrestling. Um, I don't know, you know, the ones I know of are Impact. I didn't even know they switched from TNA until, uh, you know, disconnect that bin on on some of that stuff. But uh, WWE, Impact Wrestling, and now AEW are the main three. Is that correct? Those are the three the three yep. main uh, promotions. WWE, AEW, Impact, and then you have ROH and then New Japan having a big uh, um, American, uh, more more of an American impact. Uh, or significance or imprint now than it ever has before. Okay, okay. And that's right, because there was a big card here uh, from New Japan, I believe it was here at the American Airlines uh, Center here in Dallas. In Texas, Where yep. I live, so mm-hmm. um, yep. that, makes, that, makes, that makes sense. But, yeah, that's great, man. You know, it's good to know um, that there's a, those opportunities. I heard that going overseas is advantageous for a lot of these guys, too. Uh, the U.K. I love the U.K., by the way. Shout-out to my U.K. I get a lot of... My favorite, <laughs> I better watch what I say. My favorite, you know, I'm afraid, I'm, I'm a favorite of anybody who's loving and supporting, man. Uh, every little bit uh, counts, and it, um, I think maybe I'm in a midlife crisis or something, because any good thing I hear, boy, I'm really grateful to hear those things, as long as it's authentic. But um, I'll tell you what, I've got, I get these requests for pictures, you know, 8x10s from time to time, and DVDs and whatnot, and it seems like I get a majority of them come from, like, Australia and the UK, so that's interesting. Nice. Uh, but... <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I heard that it's it's uh, you know it's a it's a good time in pro wrestling, yeah. so that's good to know. And even NWA, they got a TV deal too. Uh, they, they're they're coming back too. So, 
Well, they've been let back me, for a while. Let me, ask you, let me ask you a question. I'm just sure. curious because yeah, sure. I'm educating myself through you. You're staying up with all this stuff. Um, what's interesting to me is um, what, what do you okay, – so here's the deal. I mean, you know, I would imagine that most the – uh, this, the demographics of, of are they pretty much the same demographic for each of those promotions at age range? Uh, much older for WWE. Uh, okay, so do you know what the breakdown is of, of WWE? What is WWE? Uh, WWE, I think their median. I wrote an article about it um, late last year. I think it was uh, around fifty. Um, let's wow. See, uh, um, let me let me pull it up real quick. Um, median age is um, uh, fifty-four. Wow, that's, that's a median age for WWE right now. Today's yep. product, right now. Yep. Okay. That was as well, of, that was as of a little over a year ago, and it's still around. It's, it's still around the the older uh, age. Uh, it's it's basically people from the Attitude Era, you know, who was. Yeah. You know, in their late 20s, during the Attitude Era, you know, uh, mid to late 20s, still trying to hold on. Well, that makes <laughs> sense to me, then, why all the, the uh, you know, I, I, what, what, like, my perspective is, is the feedback that I get from most fans watching WWE, the product today, is there's just a lot of complaining about it. Like, uh, it seems like, so when you tell me the medium age is 54, that tells me that that's a little older than me. But it's, they must have they must have really hit their pinnacle around the Attitude Era, so I could see them. It would be difficult for them maybe to accept some of the the, the wrestling content today because they're yep. so comparing it to that time. That makes sense. You know, yep. it's interesting when you think break it down. Now, when you say those other promotions like uh, with AEW, with ROH, with Impact, it's a little bit younger. I don't know what mm -hmm. that is, but yep. my question to you is this. Most people today, I would imagine, 2019 would know that pro wrestling is a, a staged uh, performance, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you think? So, you know, social media. You've got UFC. You've got reality TV shows. Right. All these things would educate the uh, consumer or the 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 demo, I would think that demographic they would know. You know what? This stuff is staged. But it seems like because it, it seems like pro wrestling's harder than it's ever been. Or, or it's 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 taken a, a spike, it's peaked, right? Or it's mm -hmm. got a, a spike in its wave. Meaning, what is the appeal? Do you think to like millennials today watching AEW because they know it's staged, they know it's you know. But what is the appeal? Do you think? I'm asking you this question because I sometimes I watch it and go, I, I'm just it's very interesting to me. I'm fascinated by the mindset, the mentality, and pop culture today. What is it that you're interested in? And that's what it is. It's it's it's, uh, it's, it's pop culture. Uh, that's uh, that's the that's the biggest thing right now. Is that that feel? Uh, it, it's kind of like a modern day ECW because okay. you know, it's it's an alternative brand <clears throat> because right. you know back in ninety seven you know ninety six ninety seven. You know, WWE still had its attitude there, and it was still, you know, it was a boom period. It's one of the biggest periods ever, you know, in WWE around 98, uh, 99. <clears throat> but at the same time, you still had a little engine that could. And I think at the end of the day, it's still, you know, me as a very strong Christian, I still I bring back things to the Bible. It's still that David and Goliath feel to it. It's just uh, okay. most mostly everything was it comes back to the David and Goliath feel. 
it's the big guy versus the little guy, and it's like okay. you're kind of, and, and and that's how the baby face versus heel dynamic works too, because back in yeah. the day you you still had a huge conglomerate of WWE, and of course you still had WCW, but it was only about two years old as far as like the Monday Night Wars. There was still some competition, but it wasn't like it wasn't until like Sting feuding with the NWO that it became like huge. That was the end of '97, and so you still had ECW. Now the numbers didn't reflect it, but the culture that was behind ECW was it was a groundswell, and it was so, right. so it was so much of a groundswell that you know people noticed. And the fans, especially WWE fans, or especially pro wrestling fans in general, they want to be heard. That's the reason why comment boards are still real big. That's the reason why hashtags are real big in social media. They want to be heard. That's the reason why you had the, uh, was it 1-900-909-9900, you know, right. <laughs> the 99 cents a minute lines, you know, like, they, right, want, right. <laughs> they want a voice. They want to be heard. And... I think for for a while since you know WWE was such a juggernaut, it really kind of uh, you know really kind of grabbed the throat of professional wrestling, so to speak. Now the fans with an alternative brand again, similar to ECW, they feel like they can finally be heard again, and they can make their presence known from a fandom standpoint. Because with WWE. Okay. It's like WWE, you know, you've been there as far as just their programming, very stubborn. They toss uh, scripts out, like, you know, hours beforehand. There's been a big report of Vince McMahon just ripping SmackDown scripts up like, like nobody's business the past few weeks. And so it's still a WWE-branded show. It's not necessarily consumer-friendly. It's more like this is what so you're going to get no matter what. So, AEW is more consumer friendly. Okay. I'm sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to interject for a moment, though. So, you brought up an interesting point. You know, I thought, this is funny because what I hear, and I don't know, you could probably vouch for this, I heard that the WWE ratings, like for TV, has declined, you know, since my, when I was with WWE years ago, right? It's not the numbers, right? But. Then I hear reports that they've done their best revenue, and I, I keep forgetting that we live in a whole different world, social media world. Yep. And with that, there's ways of, you know, so many ways of monetizing that. So they're probably doing great as a company. You say they're doing the best, some of the best quarters they've had, but yet the ratings are the lowest. I, you know, I, the dynamics change with the WWE Network, with social media. There's, I guess, they're making up for maybe the actual TV ratings. Um, but I thought that they were. Now, you know, because they have a social media, um, uh, you know, I guess, uh, realm to their company, it seems like, you know, when, let me ask you this, when they have those matches and say, hey, uh, so, uh, Seth Rollins is going to face, you know, one of three people, you pick which one you want and what kind of, you know, they do the, the social media text in or whatever, tweet or whatever, right? How much, how legit do you think that really is? Do you think that they're just already made up their minds who they're going to pick? Do you think they're really waiting? to figure out who, who's who's going to get voted in. Do you think that's a real live connection with the fans or what they want versus what they've already got scripted out? I think it's a combination of both. I, th I always think it's a soft launch when they try to do stuff like that um, because right. they it's not totally predicated toward the fans. Now, I heard some reports like the early Taboo Tuesdays and Cyber Sundays, like they were legit. 
Um, but it, it got to the point where it was just kind of uh, a false dilemma. It was just kind of like we're going to kind of steer you in the direction of, you know, uh, choosing The Rock because the other two, you know, no disrespect, the other two choices are like, Funaki and you know uh, Jimmy Wang Yang or something like that. You know, great talent, but right. of course they're not the Rock. You know what I mean? So, right. so it kind of it kind of creates a false dilemma for the fans just to kind of navigate, you know, gravitate toward a, a particular choice. And so, that's the reason why I think it's uh, uh, still WWE branded stuff, even with a quote fan, you know, influence towards it. They the fans haven't really influenced too much now. They were able to change the um, the fabulous Muda fabulous Muda Battle Royal. They were you know able to take that name off because of some controversy and stuff like that. So the fans' voice was able to take fabulous Muda off the Battle Royal name and a couple other things. Of course, the Daniel Bryan thing was organic. Uh, so I mean, a dime a dozen. I mean, it's like once a dime a dozen. WWE has. Influence. I mean, it's what WWE says, but every now and then, you know, you'll have that that fan organic lightning in the bottle feel. So is it safe to say that the other promotions like AEW, I would imagine AEW uh, kind of stands alone. Maybe ROH. Um, do they have more of a, a, a fan-driven influence connection with the, with the audience? Would you say? Do the fans dictate more? I would imagine they dictate a little bit more about what AEW produces, same with ROH. Yes, uh, but I think it's, it could go a little too far, though. Um, because yeah, well, I was going to say, by the way, yeah. you know, I, I think it's great to interact with the fans and all that. That's, that's awesome to have that interaction, to, you know, because people want to participate. They want to mm-hmm. feel that they're part of something. That's awesome, but you can't give the fans every time what they that's want. Right. That would be right. boring. You got to right. do that. You know, you got to, you got to swerve them. You got to do, you got to piss them off, you know? So that way, when they do get their way, finally, or they're pulling for something, and it happens like, that's Whoa, right. now you've built it. Now yeah, it's, 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 it means something, right? But hundred percent. Yeah. I a hundred percent, I a hundred percent agree with that. Uh, I, I think that you got to have the fans, um, uh, kind of, yearning for more um and i think that's what helped the storylines back in the day and what made storylines actually make sense from you know uh four six months why the builds would be so amazing is because we have actually conceded like as far as wwe programming a lot of executives and a lot of people from, you know, other programs as WWE too, they've conceded to the microwave mentality of fans. And so when a when a when a storyline is actually stretched, which I'm I'm a traditional fan, I've been watching wrestling over thirty years, and I love when storylines are stretched because <clears throat> I always say pro wrestling's like a comic book come to life. So right. Why in the world would you give me the fight scene on page two or three? You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't want that. That just kind of defeats the whole purpose of because because uh, right now what we got in products, we'll get the fight scene on the second or third page, and then we'll read the plot leading up to the next fight scene. And I'm like, right. I've already got my fix. I'm good. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, right. I, 
I don't need I don't need the storyline now. You have a right. bill, that's the reason why I don't like when like uh, uh, people two pe- two people are physical before their pay per view match. I don't like that at all. Yep. Yep. I don't like I don't like when I don't like when they I, I like face to face. I like when they don't touch each other and they get and they have like a face to face and there's little to no physicality before their match. Because if I'm beating like for instance on SmackDown, this previous SmackDown, Randy Orton beat up Kofi Kingston. Like in the, yeah. they have a match at Clash of Champions. But Kofi Kingston uh, he went backstage to be, to defend his son and Randy Orton beat him up. So I'm like if you can't even beat up Randy Orton to defend your son, you know why would I think? Why would I put stock? And I love Kofi Kingston; he's one of my favorite wrestlers. Why would I put? Why would I want to put stock in a man who couldn't even defend his son? You know what I mean? And, yeah, and that's, I, think, and that's I, think I, I think what they're trying to do there probably. I, I missed. I didn't see that, but um, just based on what you're telling me, I think what they're just trying to do is they're they're just trying to build sympathy and and, and really anger and. Touch the heartstrings of the fan, you know, who's a mom or a dad, you know, watching, right? But Ian, I see your point. You know, Jesse Ventura. I heard a, an interview. Uh, I forget what, which, you know, some interview he did um, had spoken about how it bothered him so much to see these guys interact when they're building this angle storyline. He said that his day, you know, um, you know, they had a guy would be maybe on the on the the uh, entrance way and the guy would be in the ring and they'd have so much distance between they'd never touch, you know, and they built this over weeks and weeks and we and finally when they finally touch it meant something, you know. Yes. Maybe the odd the odd little bump here and there, may, you know, like I don't mean like bump in the ring, but like walking by and brushing shoulders, something maybe that happens right. from time to time. But yep. but you know, I understand look, the, the bottom line is you're you're never it's like pro wrestling to say, you know, don't argue about I want to say three things. I don't argue about religion, politics, and now professional wrestling because you're never going to you're never going to uh, appeal or appease everybody, right? Oh. And so I think that you know what what their WWE was trying to do there is create sympathy and build a heat for Randy, so that way maybe he's, then again sometimes I could be too predictable. Like, well, God, he's right. he's done all these crazy things to this baby face for the last six weeks. Of course, he's going to get his butt kicked at the pay per view and lose. And I, and I agree with that. I agree with. I just, see, that's the part I agree with because I think you you still remain dastardly. You know, what I mean, you still remain heelish. You don't have to just beat him up, give him a low blow when he turns around, clock him with you know a chair. You know what I mean? Like do something that's really just dastardly and just gets under your skin. Not some big brawl. You know, it, it still builds sympathy for Kofi, but it really blows up and boosts up just like, oh, man, I hate Randy Orton. Because right. the, the because Orton is supposed to, and you know this, you know, Randy Orton is supposed, at the end of the, at the, end of the feud, the, the heel passes the heat over to the babyface. And, and at the end of the day, during the storyline, the heel is the one who should get the most focus. I'm supposed to get to a point where I'm hating you so much that I cannot wait until the pay per view where the good guy gets his comeuppance. So I mean that, and and that's just a tried and true method. No matter how much, you know, and it goes back to the AEW versus WWE, just pro wrestling in general. No matter how many good matches you have and things like that, you know, people always say Savage versus Steamboat is one of the greatest ever, which I agree. But they but they kind of tend to forget 
that Savage, I mean, he was healing it up before their match. You know, the the right. you know, uh the the, the 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 drop, the elbow drop with the with the ring bell, you know what I mean, uh, lacerated throat and you know what I mean, like it, it lacerated tongue and, and like he sure. was really building up himself up as a heel. Same thing with him and Hogan. Like he was yep. like the whole Elizabeth thing. WrestleMania five. Yep. Really building himself up as a heel that we got to the point where we hated Savage, and we really wanted Hogan to get his comeuppance. And so I think no matter how you fold the piece of paper, it's still the same piece of paper. And and at the end of the day, what the paper says to me is comic book come to life, good versus evil, good guy beats the bad guy. And I think if you try to go away from that, you kind of miss the, the bottom line. So. You know, just uh, to uh, – I want to have to take off here, uh, Chris, but I just wanted to say one one last thing. I had heard – I don't know where it was again, but it was a Seth Rollins interview or or it was an interview. In fact, yeah, it was uh, – I forget which – maybe it was on Edge and Christian's podcast or it was – you know what it was? It was Mark Bell's uh, The Power Lifter Out. Uh, Slingshot is his YouTube channel. But you got some – I like Mark Bell. I've been following him, and he's just got some interesting guests and – Good information, good content. He had Seth Rollins on there, and it was from earlier, I think, this year. But, you know, when you think about professional wrestling, because I even asked myself the question, like, why do I still even find myself, even if it's just once or twice a month, gravitating towards what's going on? i got to kind of, you know, <laughs> find out what's happening. Um, I think it's just one of those things where, and, and Seth had said it, and he, it's like, duh, of course that's why I was attracted to it as well. And most... Uh, especially little boys when they first see uh, a pro wrestler that's just, you know, they're in awe with. I mean, it's, it's really a super – when you have a chance to go to an arena in your town yeah. and watch this live event, he says, man, it was like when I saw Hulk Hogan walk out of the uh, entranceway or Ultimate Warrior or whoever it was, you know, it was like a superhero, like, come yes. to light. Like, I could yes. see it live, you know. So, God, when he said this, I got goosebumps right now saying that because – that really touched my heart string thinking that's why I was attracted to it as well. Cause you gotta understand, you know, I have, I have a di- different perspective. I grew up in the, my, my father was a famous wrestler, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and in Portland, Oregon, where I lived, especially comes to mind more than ever is, you know, I have memories of Andre the giant in my living room, you know, or, uh, Hey Sean, come here. I want you to meet somebody. And I walk into a dressing room in Eugene, Oregon, and I'm looking at my leather. There's Roddy Piper, uh, lace up his boosters, Playboy Buddy Rose to my right, and then I look to the, you know, right there directly to where my dad wanted to bring me to, and there he is, freaking Andre the Giant, you know, mm-hmm. standing there, uh, shaking my hand, and t- I was just enamored with that. It was a, it's an amazing experience, you know, yeah. and um, so, yeah, man, they're they're like, you know, of course, my father was my biggest superhero, um, uh, but and I have my particular, you know. I don't know if I've told this story on your show or not last time, but, you know, I'll end it with this. Um, so I've been, I, I feel grateful and blessed that I've had the experience that I've had. I've been broken hearted in this business for plus reasons. And I'll get into those things later because I don't want to ever sound like I'm complaining or pointing fingers. But there's got to be, I've been so, I've been haunted by it, you know, that I haven't revealed. And I'm going to reveal these things, but there's always a reason why things happen. And, I, and for me, as a speaker, as a an influencer, as a, I want to really create myself as a thought leader in the world, I've got to take my life experience and think, okay, why did this happen? There's got to be a real reason why it happened. 
and as as painful and, and as much grief and void as it caused me, how can I take from this to share with the rest of the world that can 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 rectify it? Does that make sense, Chris? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, with with all of this, um, you know, I'm grateful that I had the experience that I that I've had, and um, uh, I'm just uh, you know when Seth Rollins had said you know about a real life superhero, I was like, wow. That's that's exactly it. That's that's what it was. That was the draw. That was the appeal. And even as an adult in life, you know, I think that we get so caught up in our, our daily stresses and, and you know, um, just the demands of life, you know, especially you have a family and kids and, you know, all the responsibilities that come with it. It's just nice to revert back to that inner child that you once were because it was it was the world of imagination. It was the world of possibilities, you know, and... Um, you know, I, I, for me, that, that's that's what the draw and appeal is. So I still, to this day, I live sometimes, I want to live vicariously through these younger guys that are doing it. It's their time now. And um, I still sus- I, 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 I suspend my disbelief as best I can. It's a more of a challenge, but I still try. It's probably because I'm older and I'm wise, more yeah. wisdom, you know, and I know the business. But, yeah, so I appreciate you having me on the show, man. And I didn't even plan to call you. I was like, I'm just going to call Chris. We'll just talk about it. Sean, it's been a pleasure, man. I I, I kind of figured that it was going to be uh, a little lengthy in time because you have a plethora to share, and I, and I love conversational interviews like this. is is my favorite type, you know, it's my favorite type of interview because it's it's just two genuine people who love pro wrestling talking about it, and I and I love it, and the fans do too. So I appreciate your time, man. Oh, that's awesome, dude. I'm I'm happy too that I called. I didn't even plan. I'm actually uh, this is my last little treat meal before I go on my uh, eight to ten week rampage of getting ready for my character. I'm going to be shooting some uh, some studio stuff soon, but um, I'm at Fuddruckers of all places. You guys have a Fuddruckers in town? <laughs> we did, but I, it, it uh, closed down a while ago. So. See, I just gave uh, Fuddruckers a free plug there, man. You know, they should give me at least a free <laughs> burger, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I agree. We. There's a lot of people that uh, listen to my show, so you, uh, Fuddruckers, if you're listening, uh, give <laughs> give Sean Stasiak some free stuff. Real quick, let the listeners know where to find you on social media. Right now, I'm going to be changing some things around, but right now, um, it's just for Twitter and, and, and Instagram, it's, it's Dr. Sean, D-R-S-H-A-W-N, double O eight. Uh, that's Insta and uh, you know Twitter. Facebook, you know, Dr. Sean 008 is my fan page, and just Sean Stasiak, you'll find me on Facebook. But, uh, yeah, things are going to be changing soon, but I'll keep everyone updated, and um, going to be starting a new YouTube channel, and I'll talk to you more, Chris, on the side about some other things, too. You might yep. be able to uh, lend an insight. Sounds good. Pleasure, Sean. Thanks for uh, thanks for your time tonight. Well, happy Labor Day, Chris. You have an awesome uh, – it feels like a Sunday. Uh, yeah. say happy Sunday. <laughs> happy Monday. And uh, have a great rest of the week, buddy. Thanks for. All right, guys. I really hope you enjoyed that interview with Sean. Yeah, and Stasiak. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was lots of fun. Um, so uh, that is that. <clears throat> okay. They're ready to rock and roll. Um. Interesting. Interesting stuff. You guys talking about AEW. All right, uh, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, sports huddle. Good to have you on in the chat. 
Uh, no, yeah, yeah. It's uh, last week. I was uh, it was my last week at uh, on the on the wrestling Inc. platform. Um, last week I shared that, uh, and again, for those joining while I was interviewing, I'm I'm sniffy. I'm um coming <clears throat> getting out of sickness that I had a few days ago. <clears throat> so. Uh, yeah, it starts with a sore throat, and then my throat gets better, and then I get sniffy and stuffy, and my body gets weak. Now my body doesn't get as weak, <clears throat> isn't isn't as weak now, but I'm stiff, sniff, sniffy and stuffy. All right, Axe Chris Michael says, when you face adversity, personally, what Bible verses do you turn to? Um, <clears throat> uh, my favorite. Uh, Bible verses, John 3.30. Um, <clears throat> you must become greater, I must become less. That's my favorite Bible verse. And then uh, my, uh, my my favorite Bible verse for a long while was Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which says, uh, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not to your understanding. <clears throat> in all the ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. So those are foundational verses for me. But I read the Bible every day and study thoroughly. For those who haven't, subscribe to my Vision United podcast, too. I have a apologetics. I have a Christian apologetics podcast as well. Uh, <clears throat> go ahead and sub to that. Um, I tackle some really cool stuff there. Um, Lexi thought StarCast 3 was a disappointment. Oh, yeah. You're welcome, Michael. Thank you for asking that question. Michael, Lexi, Michael's giving you a run for your money when it comes to uh, questions. <laughs> Michael's starting to give you a run for your money. Uh, Lexi is the, the, the question queen, but uh, you're getting some steep competition, Lexi. <laughs> uh, okay, so Lexi, uh, share your thoughts on uh, StarCast. You were in Vegas. You uh you you have the AEW experience. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and <clears throat> jump to the headlines because we're actually going to talk about AEW. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. Headlines. <clears throat> Here we go. All right, let's talk about some AEW All Out, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Lexi, where you were there? So, what's your what was your Vegas experience, uh, or or uh, or uh, Chicago all, uh, all out was in Chicago. It's about uh, uh, Impact's going to be in Vegas. Double or nothing was in Vegas. Um, <clears throat> all out was in Chicago. So, what was your Chicago experience, Lexi? Um, <clears throat> you said Starcast three was a disappointment. Why was it a disappointment? Um, very interested to, to to get your take on that. And I got to give my shout out to my Buckeyes. Got my Buckeyes shirt on today, and uh, yeah, huge Buckeyes fan. As you as you guys know, you know, you know, and um, they won forty five twenty one. Lexi says Starcast three was ill prepared, a money grab, and no one was there. So. <clears throat> 
yes, Penn State won seven nine to seven. Yes, it was hilarious. Uh, yeah, I've had quite, I've had conversations about that. I think you know Ryan Day wanted he wants to be conservative. He wants to do the Trestle route, the Urban Meyer route. But I'm like, you know what, man? This is your first year. You want to make that offense confident, and we'll talk about your Lexi. Lexi, we'll talk about your Starcast uh, commentary too, because I definitely wanted to talk about that. Um, but uh, you got to run the score up, man. You have to. You want to. You want to make your offense confident, and you got to run that score up. Um. Sports title says NXT UK was better than all I. I agree with that. Um, I agree. We'll talk about it a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, so so Starcast three, interesting money grab. So yeah, they they uh, so who all pulled out? Booker T pulled out, right? Undertaker was supposed to be there. He pulled out. Um, Flair pulled out, right? Um, so really, Punk was the only one. It was the only you know big name really there, the really marketable name. Um, a lot of people pulled out. So, interesting, Lexi. What, in your opinion, what made it a money grab? Because it seems like there's so many AEW marks. Because there's so many AEW marks that you could really do anything Starcast related, and people will come to. Um, um, Tyler Bate, Co- uh, Cody, Tyler Bate is who Walter Williams. Uh, like I said, CM Punk did two meet and greets for $149 a pop. The gold and platinum packages offered meet and greet. Access panels, the works. None of that occurred. I had to pay an additional $20. Wow. <clears throat> wow, wow, wow. So who? So with the package, who did you all see? A viewing party with no snacks or drinks that kept dropping the live stream. Wow. That's not good. That's not good at all. That sounds like a money grab for sure. So, um, interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, so, that's not good. That's not good. Uh, to my knowledge, AEW will start doing a paid meet and greet just like an indie show before big shows, one day event. Yeah. Lexi saw no one. We no one. We saw no one. Wow, that's crazy. And every single meet and greet, you had to pay extra. That's not good. Wowzers. Well, um, that's not good at all. That sounds like a ripoff. That sounds like a ripoff. So, um, um. Mike, we'll talk about that. Um, <clears throat> we'll talk about that. Thanks, Mike. Mike just sent me a message. Thanks, man. We'll, we'll talk about that. It'll hit me up tomorrow about that. We'll talk about that a little bit more. Uh, I appreciate I appreciate you doing that. Uh, unless you bug them at the food truck or hotel lobby. Wow, this is that's that. This is some exclusive stuff here. Keep it going, Lexi, <laughs> because this is some exclusive stuff. If I get enough, if I get enough material here, I might write an article about this because uh, I did not know that it was that bad. Actually, I didn't know it was that bad. Um, <clears throat> a good friend of mine went to Starcast. Um, 
And I think he got to meet R.N. Tully, and he paid like $50 for that. Um, got some great intel on a future signing for AEW. Really? Oh. Well, you know I want to push you to share that information, Lexi. So if you do have it, if you want to make it top secret, you can. You have my email address. So uh, <clears throat> feel free to email that to me, uh, Lexi. Um, Conrad said this is his last event. I can see that. Um, I can see that uh, as far as it being Conrad's last because he did he was reluctant to do it too uh, because he said that one was just so time consuming. So you have a ton of picks for receipts. Hey, uh, slap that on the Crave Wrestling Facebook uh, page, Lexi. Slap all those pictures on the Crave Wrestling Facebook page, um, and, and <clears throat> yeah, like. I can make that into an article and, and, and credit you on the bottom of the uh, article. It credits your uh, uh, your your Twitter handle. Um, my opinion: follow you on your main Twitter page and missed out all the news about the move to your own channel. Um, <clears throat> got you. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I shared that last week. Uh, basically, I have a. I mean, I've had this channel for a while. I, I usually I usually put as a hub for interviews and stuff like that, um, and I do some live watch parties with the pay per views, and um, oh, you have unedited footage from CM Punk's panel. Okay, so you got a lot of good stuff, Lexi. Yeah, put that on my Facebook. Uh, put it on the Crave Wrestling Facebook page. Put all that stuff on there, and I I'll write about that stuff. Um, but yeah, Sports Huddle. Excuse me, let me get a drink right quick. Um, but yeah, put that on the page. Sports Huddle. So I got a... Um, so, twofold. One, um, Wrestling Inc. is um, taking away non-Wrestling Inc. branded shows and 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 pancakes and power sams is is all mine all my baby i started in april of 2012 all my idea 100 percent uh my show so wrestling was just giving me a platform and when we when we negotiated i made it very clear that uh pancakes and power slams will still be my show um so we agreed on it, gave him the platform. It was good to go. Um, and so uh, it, it, I noticed that it wasn't, it wasn't promoted. Well, you guys know it wasn't promoted very heavy. Uh, now I would text them sometimes, like during the podcast, and like when Steamboat, when I had Steamboat on, and he, and he would, and he would do, um, and he would, he would announce it and stuff like that. Um, like when I would text him, like I text him about Adam Rose, I think like that, like during the the, the podcast, and he would make those announcements. But um, the, the, it was the platform that they gave me, and I appreciate it. Uh, but at the same time, I'm I'm a I'm a freelance guy. What's up, Daniel? Good to have you. I'm a freelance flapjack. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, I'm a freelancer. I freelance for Sports Illustrated. I freelance for Fox Sports. Um, yeah, I, I like, you know, I, I'm like the Cody. Before before AEW, I'm like the Cody Rhodes. I call myself the Cody Rhodes of wrestling journalism. Uh, I'm my own brand, man. I, I, <clears throat> I'm a freelancer. I'm my own brand. I make my own rules. And uh, that's just how it is. And people people agree with it, um, and people don't. But at the same time, you know, I, I appreciate uh, wrestling giving me the platform. Um, you know, like I said, amicable. Thank you. Thank you, Mo. I appreciate that, man. Um, amicable departure, and it, it, it was a blessing. It was definitely a blessing because actually I was uh, – it's funny because we he emailed me and told me about the drop. He actually said they're going to start dropping it mid-September, and I was like, uh, well, I actually was going to leave because um, he basically – I was uh, he he said that I was going to leave in mid September. I actually told him that I was going to leave um um in early in, in by the by the end of August uh because I was I actually got another uh platform uh, with the site that I write for now that I have been writing for for almost a year now. So and they actually have a million uh, close to a million uh, Facebook followers between the between their social media pages, they have uh, nearly a, uh, actually over a million Facebook followers. So great platform. I mean, the people there are oh my gosh! Like I, I kid you not. I, you know, I've been rest, I've been writing for Wrestling Inc. off and on for seven years. I wrote for Russell Zone. I wrote for uh, uh, I did some. I wrote some very, very infancy, like when what before what culture became like a boom. Uh, I I was actually recruited to write for what culture, and uh, I didn't have time <laughs> to write for what culture. So I told him I, I just don't have the time. But I ended up did I, I ended up writing like one piece for what culture, like maybe one or two pieces for what culture, like before it became like a huge. And uh, like the uh, site and video uh, uh, YouTube channel, and now this was a uh, this was years ago. Uh, I wrote for who else have I written for? Mostly Wrestling Inc. Uh, Russell Zone for a bit. I wrote for the Inquisitor. That was some good money. That 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 was some really good money. Um. And then they 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 had some cuts. And they cut like most of the, a lot of their wrestling people. Um, <clears throat> who else did I write for? Um, <clears throat> Digital Spy. Yeah, Digital Spy. I'm still freelancing with them. Digital Spy is one of the uh, largest, one of the uh, most popular entertainment sites in the UK, and I still freelance for them. Um, <clears throat> Uh, I interviewed Goldberg for Digital Spy. I interviewed Nick Aldis for Digital Spy, um, and I did a really interesting. Um, they actually recruited me <clears throat> to write a uh, to be a part of a multi-person diversity piece that they had about um, just. And I wrote about um, the impact of uh, black entertainment when I was a kid. It was a real. It was a really really good. Really, really good idea. It was really cool. Um, who else have I written for? Man, I, I, I've, I've, written for, I've, I've written for a bunch of sites. 
right now, I write for Fan Buzz. Um, hands down, my favorite uh, uh, place that I've ever written for. Hands down. I mean, the like the people at the the the, the administration at Fan Buzz is. I mean, talk about top of the line. Support the heck out of you. Like I, I am going. I cannot say enough about Fan Buzz. I just it. First of all, the money's really good, <laughs> uh, and then but but just the support is just amazing. Like they're from the top down, their administration is so supportive, um, so supportive of PMP. Um, just 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 all out, man. Just supportive of my brand. Uh, just supportive of who I am as a writer. Uh, I am like the voice of wrestling for Fan Buzz. Um, they actually hired me to be the wrestling guy, so I'm the wrestling writer for for the uh, Fan Buzz. And they and they they wide wide open media. They own a bunch of sites like Rare and uh, Wide Open Eats, and they it's it's a bunch of different sites they have. But Fan Buzz is the sports related, and I write the WWE portion of that. So. Um, but yeah, who else have I read before? Uh, like I said, these digital spy. Um, I still I I still write for them as a freelancer. Uh, like I said, Fox Sports that was pretty cool. Sports Illustrated that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, it was yeah pretty cool stuff. I read a b- bunch of stuff. A lot of other. I mean, almost every. <laughs> uh, uh, like big wrestling site, <clears throat> major wrestling site. I've I've contributed to them in some form. Wrote for Wrestling News for a while. Um, wrestling Rumors. Shout out to Wrestling Rumors too. Uh, since this is my this is this is my show, I get to I can promote whoever I want as far as sites are concerned. <laughs> when I was when I was at Wrestling Inc, I. I uh, I couldn't promote anybody else's site, but I still don't do that because I don't get paid for. Because I'm, especially I'm about to. Uh, speaking of paid, I'm about to, get, <laughs> about to plug the sponsor. But yeah, you know, I've paid sponsors now. But uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I just want to give a shout out to, since since this is a freedom show, I want to give a shout out to the. Oh, Bleacher Report. How can I forget Bleacher Report? I wrote I wrote for Bleacher Report from years. How in the world can I forget Bleacher Report? Bleacher Report was um the start of it. I wrote for a place called Hub for a while. That was my start into wrestling journalism. Uh and um yeah, like I within weeks they so much that uh, I became a feature columnist, and uh, so yeah, that was that was super dope. And I was there for almost three and a half years at that Bleach Report. Uh, I'm missing some really cool, some really cool uh, comments. Hashtag Axe Chris, so I so it can uh, so it can stand out just like the other ones. Uh, girl was busy her leggings and jays. 
Arlington Taylor Mean Green was fifty nine dollars. Medusa was nineteen. Private Party hate their name was nineteen dollars. Price to be at the high Regency Bar seven dollars. <laughs> um, bringing us the new Freedom Podcast. <laughs> That's funny. I wouldn't find Chris if he wasn't wrestling because I'm following him. I find him on Facebook. Yeah, and plus there were so many podcasts on wrestling too that PMP started to like get buried. Like it was so buried because we used to like my show on wrestling used to get like a thousand, two thousand views, like between eight hundred and two thousand views, and that was before like a whole bunch of other like news videos, it just got buried and um, just further and further and further buried. And so I ended up getting like four to 500 uh, views. And I'm grateful for that. That's great. Um, and again, um, left you know, on, on good terms. Um, but I started to get buried, you know, uh, as far as all the news that was coming out and stuff like that. And I really started to Put more emphasis on their uh, their their video, their YouTube channel, stuff like that. PMP started to get buried in, in all the videos and stuff. Um, so that was a, a bad thing too. Um, yeah, so all this is really cool. I've had him on my show twice. Sports I got a sports announcer paper biography due to Saturday Sunday. I might have to do it on Chris with all the. He is telling us, hey, yeah, man, hit me up. I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it for sure. Um, let's see. He's making me do a power slam and pancake Dr. Tep style. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Cody, I, 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 I'm definitely interested in freelancing in Fox Sports again. The reason why I don't write for Fox Sports again is because they cut their WWE section like a while ago, a couple years ago. Like I freelanced, yeah, 2016, I think it was. Um, and they cut their WWE section all together. So that's the reason why I stopped writing for them. Um, but I, I'm wondering if they bring a WWE section, you know, uh, back. But I would definitely be willing to do something big like that with, with Fox Sports. But I'm so I'm so happy where I'm at at FanBuzz, though. Um, like, super-duper happy. Like, I did media for them at WrestleMania. They've been really blessing me, guys. I'm really thankful. Um, so yeah, but I'll, I'll be as far as a as far as a um, beat writer, like as far as like a like a beat writer uh, <clears throat> covering the buzzy subjects and stuff like that. Yeah, I'll be I'll be game for that. I think Fox Sports Australia. No, Fox Sports. I think Fox Sports Asia, Asia, and I think Fox Sports Philippines is still pretty booming. I know that Fox Sports Asia was for a second, um, but I think they stopped like being very, uh, very active in their WWE channel, the WWE section. But Fox Sports Philippines, yeah, they're not. <clears throat> They're not really updated any either. So Fox Sports, man, they just they just kind of stop <laughs> being active in their WWE stuff. I wonder why. That's that's weird, especially since Fox Sports is start is going to be a, a uh, I mean they're going to be on Fox Sports, so it would make sense for them to be very active in their 
uh, <clears throat> in their in their channel. That's that's a bit odd. Um, when you when you're a mark for yourself, it hurts your brand. Yeah, it's true. <clears throat> I agree for sure. Um, <clears throat> go go in a little bit, go into a little bit. Go that into go a little bit more into that, Michael. <clears throat> Why you said that? I'm interested in that. Again, excuse the the sniffing. This is my way. This is my body trying to flush out all the all the badness of uh, all the sickness. Yeah, go a little deeper into that, uh, Michael. Um. <clears throat> all right, good stuff, guys. Cool stuff. All right. So yeah, all that to say about AEW. <laughs> um, let's go through the matches real quick, and then because I want to hurry up so we can watch, uh, so we can watch a uh, a match, a, a King of the Ring match. Um, Nyla Rose winning the women's uh, battle royal. Yeah. Um Yeah, interesting. Um Yeah, I was wondering why that too, Jesus. I was wondering why Jazz is bald. Um <clears throat> but yeah, Michael go a little bit further into that <clears throat> quote that, that quote that you said. <clears throat> um yeah, that was just a man that, that was a man for me. Um there were some things I was like Mercedes Martinez. Um, you know she she got the biggest pop of the uh, of the of the uh, night. It'd have been cool if she won. Private Party and Jack Evans and, and the Helico uh, match was pretty cool. That's uh, jumping Rana into the uh, cutter. That was pretty dope. Um, SCU, I mean, I, I like SCU. Um, a boy, a boy in his dinosaur, I think is what they call him, a.k.a. the Jungle Express. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a decent uh, decent opener. Uh, not bad. Pocket Omega was pretty good. Um, <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah, alopecia. Okay, okay, thank you, Lexi. Yeah, alopecia. Um. Cody thinks that Paco Domingo was definitely better than Ambrose and Domingo would have been. Yeah, I agree. Someone asked me that. Um, has to start paying, stop paying to crowd reactions like WWE to set the mood. Let me know how you feel about the uh, situation. I agree with that. I agree with that uh, for sure. Much, 100% agree with that. Um, and that's what I was talking to Sean Stasiak about. You have to know a balance. You have to, you have to, you have to know the balance. And you have to know when to um, have the crowd wanting more. Um, I think at the end of the day, you you got to have them wanting more. You can't just give them all you can. Uh, like if it, it's like I have three kids. Okay. Now uh, my oldest actually be seven years old uh, next week. Um, seven, four and a half and almost two. And if I gave my kids everything that they asked for, I wouldn't have them. First of all, they wouldn't. They would appreciate it less. And they didn't feel like they have to work for it. 
and they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't like long for it. You gotta have that. You gotta have that longing for it. In wrestling these days, unfortunately, so many like promoters, big promoters, they just kind of give the fans what they want. And one thing I noticed on Raw and SmackDown, we won't do too much. I mean, we'll talk about the Bailey turn, but we don't want to do too much on that, just for except for the grades. But one thing I noticed on SmackDown was it was so ridiculous because. It was crazy how the fans would like cheer somebody who's a heel, and then they'll say something heelish, and then they'll boo them. And it's like, what is going on in your mind to make you think that to make you think that this person wants your cheers? Like this person's a heel. This person wants your cheers. And I noticed that's a sad state of wrestling, that many wrestling fans are booing and cheering based on just moments. I'll boo you now, then you'll cut something in a promo that make me cheer, and then you'll do something, and the and then and then two minutes later you'll say something in a promo to make you, you me boo, and then and then you say something that makes me cheer again, and then you, what you it's like. What are you doing? Make up your mind. It's ridiculous. And I just, like I said, man, someone uh, someone texts me, a good friend of mine texts me. Uh, I have a group wrestling text of some really good friends. And one asked me, uh, you know, what I think about the Bailey turn. I said the Bailey turn was good, but pro wrestling fans just sabotage my interest. It, 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 they really do. It's just that it sabotage my interest because First of all, you people want to just mark out for themselves and boo and cheer whoever they want, and that hurts the talent. It really, it really hurts the talent, guys. It really does. Like, I mean, I understand that there's certain there's there's exceptions to the rule, and you know, as far as certain heels and things like that, it's always been like that. But you, first of all, I mean, WWE has a, a lot of fault in it as well, because you have to develop your characters for sure. Um, that's very, very important. Um, but I mean, I would say, I would say that Orton is doing a pretty good job. Uh, you got people, Kofi, like Kofi's, uh, his interest and his, his popularity has been dwindling a little bit. So for Randy Orton on SmackDown to get a, to, to elicit a, a, a stadium arena wide Kofi chant, see stuff like that. That is what a heel should do. Well done, Randy Orton. I give you applause. Matter of fact, uh, the applause for the night goes to Randy Orton. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I I I, I got to give it to him. I got to give it to him because I think that uh, what you do, stuff like that, is what really makes it um, interesting in the face heel dynamic. Um, uh, GSP experts, do you think Bailey's heel turn needs to be with a new look and theme music, or keep it the same? See, I, here's the problem with Bailey's heel turn, and we'll get to that. Well, actually, we'll get to that. Okay, let me do real quick. AEW, um, the Cracker Bell stuff. I mean, <clears throat> meh. Um, yeah. Um. Audio specialist, you, Chris. Uh, all right, Michael, let's see what you're talking about. 
Remember, the new side owners let wrestlers write podcasts, do podcasts. We know your strength and witness is the best. Example, I'm a producer and director. I know that I'm not not a host or cameraman. Um, already a specialist. You, Chris, have a great approach that gets people like me, 42, when to listen. I would always be put in place to do things that are my strengths following. That's good, man. Very good. Um, <clears throat> that's a That's a really good take on that. Um, very good take on that, Michael. Um, the Cracker Barrel stuff, you know, it was it was a shocker. You know, it, it had its place, I, I believe. It was it was okay. I think uh, I think Darby Allen should have won that though, because I mean, why? How in the world would you get to the point where you have a time limit draw against Cody and then lose this Cracker Barrel fight? Dark Order. I'm just. Uh, I mean, I. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean they're not too bad, but I, I'm just not really into them. I mean, best friends are are, are, are funny, um, but obviously AW is like into it, into the um, the Dark Order. I'm not. Lexi's asking, uh, with Chris Cyborg being announced to move the Bellator due to lack of willing opponents, UFC. How do you think Nyla Rose will fare if she injures a female wrestler? Well, you know, that's uh, that goes back into you know a deeper conversation, really. <laughs> it, it, it does, um, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, AEW just need to be careful with that stuff because you know Nyla Rose is is physically stronger. Um, Definitely genetically stronger, and they just have to be careful about that stuff. I'll just keep it at that. <clears throat> so, um, Rio defeating uh, Hikaru uh, Shida that was a uh, that was a very meh match. I, I, I didn't get into that. <clears throat> um, I was wondering why that match was, um, yeah, I was I was wondering why that match was. Oh yeah, because of Fighter Fest. I think I think uh, Riho pinned. Um, she won the triple threat, right? Um, yeah, but I, I I really didn't get into that match. <clears throat> Cody and Spears was emotional. Uh, definitely uh, a good emotional <clears throat> uh, match there. I love the fact that Cody is. Uh, I love the emotional appeal that Cody brings to the matches. I will, I will give him that. Um, Escalera de la Morte. Um, yeah, that was a good match. <clears throat> that was a good match. LAX coming out was uh, pretty cool. I knew that LAX was going to do that. Arn Anderson, Spinebuster. It was amazing to see that again. I was happy. I was very, very happy to see Arn Anderson coming out and do the spine on the pine. Yes, Daniel did call the Arn Anderson uh, interference. And I'm a Jericho guy, so I was happy that uh, <clears throat> he beats uh, Hangman Page. But I see a world of talent uh, for Page. I've had Page on my uh, show twice. And uh, um. Adam Page, man, he's just I see a star in that guy, man. I'm like he's just a star. I, I just I see a lot in him. Probably probably because I think he has 
one of the best theme songs in pro wrestling, and you guys know I'm a big theme song person. It's a total package to make a guy a star. It's not just in ring work. It's what you wear. It's just your camp, your gear, your your character, your gimmick, your theme music, everything, your aura, all encompassing. And to me, uh, <clears throat> Adam Page has that. Um, that cowboy, that rugged cowboy type of look. I really, really like his theme music. One of my favorites. Jericho, uh, he was, man, he was in the best shape that he's been in a while. So that was uh, pretty, pretty cool. But I think they're they're putting on Jericho because they need a a bigger name for uh, they need a bigger name for uh, the the TNT launch. So um, I can. You know that's that's the reason why they're doing that. Um, but I can see, but I, you know, it's sad that Paige is kind of already going to go down the line. You know, the rankings though, because it seems like they're going to do him and Pac. I was actually surprised that Pac beat Omega. Uh, I think they could have done something heelish for that. Um, yeah, they could have done something heelish for that. <laughs> Cody said he laughed when Jericho said Jericho's in the best shape. Um, he's got some abs though now. I mean, he's uh, you know he's he's been there was a couple times in New Japan that he you know he needed some work, but uh, yeah. Uh, how do I feel about the Pharaoh incident? Do I feel like uh, fans and/or bloggers are blowing it out of proportion? The Pharaoh incident. School me on that. Let me see. Let me look and see what that is about. <clears throat> Pharaoh incident. Let me look and see what this is about. <clears throat> Again, I'm sorry, guys, for the <clears throat> for the sniffing. The entrance. Oh, okay, okay, got it. <clears throat> Okay, yeah, the, uh, Pharaoh's dog Cody. Okay, yeah, I saw that. Um, scared the dog. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, that was just part of the. <laughs> that was just a part of the uh, show. I mean, of course, they weren't expecting that, but uh, yeah, I, you know, I'd imagine pyro and you know loud music would scare any dog. So that made. It's just maybe, maybe for next time, don't bring your dog out. So, all right. Uh, so let's get into this. We got to zoom past this because uh, we got some King of the Ring to talk about. We only got about twenty minutes left. All right, takeover overall. I think it was better. Um, remind me, GSP, about the Becky Lynch question that you asked me. Was it GSP? I think. Um, Cardiff was good, just overall better to me. Um, the matches were good. Um, I think Cesaro being there fits so much. Um, it's like, man, you lose to Miz on, on, on Raw, but man, just him being there was just, it just fit, man. He, I mean, he's the star. Um, and it fits, it fits so well. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was it was a solid show. It was a solid show. 
Uh, nothing spectacular, but the, the end was the, the match between Walter and Tyler Bate was amazing. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it was better than AEW. So I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed Takeover. All right, so Bailey turn. We talked about we talked about the, the Bailey turn for most for through, throughout the throughout the show. Um, JSP, what was your question? I want to address your question on this part. Uh, let me look it up and see. Um, zero incidents. You see, the leader's in the house. Tammy's in the house. PNP Nation is thick tonight. Y'all are some of the dopest supporters ever. PNP Nation is thick. <clears throat> y'all are awesome. I really appreciate y'all. Uh, <clears throat> all right, GHP. All right. What was that question again, GHP? I, I don't see it. It's probably further up there. Um. I didn't see uh, I I didn't see NXT last week. I saw the setup. I, I'm a couple weeks behind on NXT, <clears throat> so uh, so I didn't see the the Keith Lee. I, I they're doing it. I don't like overall how they're treating Keith Lee. I'm not a fan of that at all. Um, <clears throat> Lexi, with the looming war taking place coming October, what do you think AEW? What do you think it'll take for AW2 to compete over WWE NXT due to Um I think NXT is already gonna have an edge because people people like uh uh I don't know what you meant as far as dumbing dodge coverage. Um I think NSP has NXT has an edge because people enjoy the NXT product. Um, just pure. Just a, as far as WWE roster, I, I don't. I know that they want. I know that they're looking at it as a war, but I don't know if that's really going to change just their product. I mean, having Heyman and Bischoff at the helms that helps, but uh, 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 NXT is going to two hours, Tammy. Um, but I don't know. I, I just don't see much of a difference when it comes to Raw and SmackDown. So I'm I'm interested to see for the rest of the year how the numbers are going to look for for two months. I think. Having uh, like <clears throat> the first few weeks, that that's going to say some, but uh, I think watching the numbers throughout the throughout the the year is really going to show.
All right, there we go. Let me do that, and let me do that. There we go. <clears throat> now we're live, pal. All right. Uh, yeah, don't. I don't want to make Charlotte a face. Just, just uh, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Just a bad idea. And you keep flip flopping baby faces and heels. That's what makes that's that's what jacks up a character. That's the reason why, as much as a Jericho Mark, that's the reason why he's not known as being one of the best because of his face heel turns and putting people over so much. That's the reason why Big Show is, albeit a Hall of Famer, he won't be one of the best because of that. Um, so yeah, you don't want to keep doing that. Uh, Charlotte's a, a heel. Make her a heel. Um, <clears throat> All right, that is that. Okay, Lexi says, being honest, a ton of people turned in Chicago. I'm drafting your email now. Uh, details, but I can tell you that there was a very elitist attitude going around in Starcast. Interesting. Yes, give me all of that stuff, Lexi. I want to. I want to write a good article about that. Some exclusive information. Yes, give me that. Give me the, give me that, give, give me that good stuff, because I definitely want to write about it. <clears throat> All right, guys, uh, I think uh, just real quick, Raw and SmackDown grades, Raw and SmackDown grades. Um, and as you do that, let's go to the flavor of the week. Oh, let me ask a trivia question. How dare I? Oh, and let me plug my bookie. Oh my goodness. Uh, how how dare I? Let's see. <clears throat> Let's see, guys. I gotta give give them some love. Gotta give them some love. Gotta give the podcast sponsors some love. All right, ladies and gentlemen, listen. This show is sponsored by dun, 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 my bookie. All right, so listen, listen here. Um. Listen, if you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or would you keep walking? Of course, you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, guys. Well, your betting is just as important as who you're betting on. And, and, and listen, again, <clears throat> football season coming up. There's your safe bet of where to go, mybookie.com, mybookie.ag. Uh, and do you know that you can bet on games after kickoff too? So if by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always take the other side. Isn't that, the, isn't that cool and the crazy part of this whole thing? And, again, uh, you know, I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they're at the best. Uh, again, like I said last week, like I'm saying this week, you want to go to mybookie.ag, especially for you fantasy guys. So I said, I, you know, I said before, I, I, I'm terrible at fantasy football and stuff, but mybookie.com would definitely make me want to get into the fantasy, especially if you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little, win a lot. Try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Uh, listen, again, I love college football, and I and I, I'm a big Titans fan. Pro football, my Brownies—they just cut Braxton Miller, unfortunately. Unfortunately, 
because uh, I'm a Titans fan, but I'm a like I said, I'm a closet Browns fan because I want them to uh, <laughs> I want them to succeed because I'm a diehard Ohioan. Um, but unfortunately, Ohio State, yeah, Braxton Miller, they cut him. He didn't make the he didn't make the top uh, the top tier. <clears throat> but uh, you know. At the same time, they said that uh, he do has a shot of, of getting picked up on the team, so I'm definitely wishing the best for him. Um, he was such a good contribution to Ohio State. But here's the thing. Wherever he goes to, getting my bookie will definitely make you want to watch his games because you place a bet, and then you want uh, him and his team to be successful. So, uh, join now. Listen, enter the promo code Pancakes, mybookie.com. Go log on, sign up, sign in. Just a small deposit. Enter a promo code Pancakes, and it, it activates the offer, and you get to get in there. As you see with the site, uh, some really, really cool stuff. You get your first $100,000 uh, bonus with your first deposit. $1,000 sign-in bonus, $250,000 uh, guaranteed with the Super Contest, 200% referral bonus, 150% casino bonus up to seven fifty. So click on that join now, and and that's what you do. So you join, and then when you join, you hit the promo code PANCAKES. Create your account. There it is. Real easy, guys. You go in there, uh, manage your account, and you get in there. And then, of course, like I said, uh, you, I, you you go to the promo code you, uh, PANCAKES to activate the offer. All right, once again, that's mybookie.com, uh, promo code PANCAKES to activate the offer. And uh, <clears throat> have fun and enjoy this uh, football season, guys. Get some money doing it, too. All right, so let's go to the flavor of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Again, uh, I do see some Raw and SmackDown grades. We only have like a few minutes, though. So uh, the watch party is going to be very short. I got to find a very, very short uh, video for the watch party, like a couple-minute video. Um, So 93 was uh, Bret Hart winning. Um, The main event was Bret Hart winning at Bam Bam. Lawler and Piper was the 94 King of the Ring. 95 was Sid and Tataka uh, versus Deeds on Bam Bam. Uh, that was interesting. 96 was British Bulldog and Shawn Michaels for the uh, World Heavyweight Championship, and Perfect was the uh, was the referee. And the 97 was Farouk versus The Undertaker for the WWE Championship. That was really interesting. <clears throat> we'll, get, we'll get a little bit more into that. Um, so, King of the Ring, let me find something really, really quick. I did see something with Brett and Perfect, I think. Um, we'll get to that. I did see Brett and Perfect. Uh, let's see. 1993. Okay. Let's get into this one real quick. Because uh, we only had a we only have a couple of minutes, unfortunately. Um, all right, so let me get into that. 
All right, here we go. This is uh, Zach Ryder's thing. All right. Let's get to the end of this. Gotta skip it. All right. So perfect small package. Brad Hart reverses it. Nice. Nice guys. There it is. All right. Maybe we could have another wash party, but unfortunately, we have uh, <clears throat> no more time. We have a very, very, um, we got to go. We got to go. We're out of time, as uh, <laughs> Tony Shivani would say. Uh, uh, <clears throat> that's the, uh, that's the uh, start for... Let's do, let's see what type of theme we want. Let's do this one. Yeah, there we go. There we go. All right, guys. It's been a pleasure. Let me, uh, there's some Axe Chris questions that we've got a few more minutes. I want to open up for any more Axe Chris questions. That was your uh, watch party for a night. <laughs> um, let's see. Asking, what do you think about King of the Ring Triple Threat match? We think of the mess of the legacy of the King of the Ring tournament. That was just weird. That was weird. That was just a really weird way to. Um, I don't know who comes. I don't know who comes up with that. I really, I really don't. Uh, of course, it was planned. Um, that, yes, GHP, that'd be great. Find us a good match for next Tuesday, and be sure that it's on the WWE. Uh, excuse me, resource on the WWE page, the YouTube page, because they, they, they won't ping me for using their YouTube stuff that's already public. So, and um, make it between 98 to 2002. 98 to 2002. Um, let me know, and we'll do a watch party for that one. So that'll be fun. All right. Thanks, Michael. Uh, great show. This Fun guys, fun fun stuff. Um, good stuff guys. Think about creating a triple threat. Yeah, that's just weird. I don't know what people think about. I don't know why. I don't know. That made no sense. Absolutely, just made no sense. Um, have somebody. It seems like what they want to do. Like this is this is what I get from this. They don't want Aaron Corbin to pin Ricochet. Um, they want, 
I, I'm telling you what's going to happen. Gable's going to pin Elias. Corbin's going to pin Samoa Joe because they want to protect Ricochet. They don't want Ricochet to get pinned or take the fall clean to Baron Corbin. So what they did was have a triple threat match, and they put Samoa Joe in there. So Samoa Joe can actually take the fall uh, from, uh, from Baron Corbin. So it's just weird. They could have just had... Um, uh, they could have had Samoa Joe, uh, you know, the referee, uh, Baron Corbin distract the referee, and then they could have led to Samoa Joe taking Ricochet out and could have lost by, uh, could lost by countout. Um, so, but yeah, Joe's the he's the filler. He's he's the he's the buffer guy, un- unfortunately. So, but but uh, um, <clears throat> he will. He will take the fall um, against that. So, um, Lexi, my email address, I'm going to type it in here. Um, there you go. There's my email. <clears throat> um, yeah, so Corbin's going to be Jack Gable in the finals. <clears throat> All right, guys. It has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. It's been so fun. Hashtag freedom. This is a really, really cool show, guys. I really enjoyed it. Uh, this was awesome. I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, thanks, guys, for all your support, PNP Nation. Thank you so much for all your awesome support, PNP Nation. It was awesome. It was fun. Hit that like button, comment, subscribe. Listen, ring the bell if you have not. Uh, ring the bell. Subscribe, like, comment, all that good stuff. On behalf of 388 episodes, I want to big thanks to Sean Stasiak. Huge thanks to the PNP Nation for making this show awesome. And uh, until next week, ladies and gentlemen, hit that like button, subscribe to the uh, Craig Wrestling page. Until next week, enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless and always remember, I'll do it for you. Have a good night, everybody. God bless. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus